You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome, everyone, to Stoppage Time. This is the NCAA Tournament Edition. We waited all the way till Monday to learn the fate of Auburn soccer and we were favorable to the NCAA committee and they let us in the tournament. We'll be facing Minnesota Golden Gophers, hosting them actually at there at the Auburn Soccer Complex this weekend. But before we get to that, we gotta review what happened at the SEC tournament. What what was going on down there in Orange Beach? How did Auburn fare? It was a quick exit from the tournament, but ultimately I think we learned quite a few lessons. Peter, you got some news and notes for us before we hop in that Florida game, don't you? I do. Uh, Auburn had three players selected for the SEC All-Conference team. Bree Falls was selected to the first team, and Trevor Acock and Alyssa Melanson were both selected to the second team. This marks the fifth straight season that Auburn soccer has had three or more All-SEC players selected. So I I think you would agree with me. Every one of those players is deserving of uh, All-SEC honors, Drew. Yeah, I would agree for sure. I think the only thing that I would change from it personally was I think Alyssa Melanson definitely deserves um, first-team SEC credit. I thought she played phenomenally all season. I thought she she definitely was a, a force out of the back, both defensively and in the offense with all those assists she racked up. So I can't complain that she made it, but I guess I am finding something to complain about that I think she deserves even higher recognition for the season she's put on as a true freshman. Well, you know, I'm not going to argue with with you there. She was one of my favorite players to watch this season. She just has that speed on the on the wing there, and uh, she just played great defensively. She's able to run down the ball when uh, attackers are running towards Auburn's goal, and also she's just one of the leading assist leaders on the Auburn soccer team. So, yeah, I think she should have been first team too. Uh, I didn't really look at the, all the list, but uh, I think she is deserving to, to be there. So, but uh, having three players make the list was is really good. Well, yeah, I, I think so too. I mean, I uh, I was just thinking before we hop into the Florida thing, you and I being here in Memphis, uh, I remember Tony Allen during the playoff game a couple of years ago started yelling first team all defense up and down the field. Maybe in our first game of the NCAA tournament, Alyssa Melanson needs to start yelling first team all conference or something and they'll bump her up. Well, uh, hopefully uh, she makes a big splash in the NCAA uh, tournament because we're going to really need some defense going into this tournament. All right, let's look at the uh, the Auburn-Florida game. And first of all, we have to apologize because it feels like that match was forever ago. It was last Sunday. But uh, we kind of wanted to see what Auburn's NCAA fate was first, and selection was today. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we just want, we didn't want to just kind of leave that hanging out there. We wanted to, to do both and preview the NCAA tournament because personally I felt that we had a, a really good chance of making it, giving it our RPI and uh, the way we started in our offense this season. Uh, but here we are now. I want to talk about the SEC tournament. Uh, Auburn took on Florida in the first round. Auburn was a nine seed. Uh, on Sunday, the 10th, or I'm sorry, the 28th, in the 20th minute, Sarah Houchin slides to save a ball in the box. She makes contact with the Florida defender, and Florida is awarded the PK. Florida converts, making it nil one Florida. In the 57th minute, Florida receives a red card, and they are forced to play with 10 players on out. Uh, 74th minute, Auburn is awarded a corner. Angeline Daly takes the corner for the Tigers and finds Taylor Troutman unmarked in the box. And Troutman heads it in for the Auburn goal, 1-1 all. 
Both teams would go into overtime and then double overtime under the golden ball rules, but neither team would grab a goal, so they would go into PKs. Florida would grab two goals to Auburn's one goal in PKs, and Florida would advance in the tournament. Auburn would be knocked out. Auburn had 25 shots, 6 on goal. Florida had 15 shots, 7 on goal. And Serlebo had 6 saves in the match, Drew. Uh, there were two, I felt, two really game-changing moments in this match. I want to talk about both of them because I feel like they kind of tell the tale of the match. The first one was Sarah Houchin's penalty in the box that led to the PK and the goal for Florida. It was really a, a close play and kind of a boom-boom play. Uh, the rule kind of in soccer is if you get the player before you get the ball or get the player and don't get the ball, it's, that's going to be a penalty. And I really just thought it was kind of too close to tell. I kind of I gave her the benefit of the doubt. I said that she got the ball because she definitely got a piece of the ball. Um, the ref obviously thought that she got a piece of the player first. Do you have any thoughts on the on the penalty, Drew? Yeah, I mean, I think for sure it, this is a common thing we've seen with SEC refs this season, not just in Auburn games, but in most games there in the SEC. I just think we haven't seen great refereeing. And, I I mean, you could you could call it either way. It seems like that's a, that's a poor call to make in that situation. Ultimately, we're, we're looking at it from our end. Obviously, Florida thinks it was the best call in the world, but – Ultimately, I think the game balances itself back out a little bit later with the red card, and we're about to talk about that anyways. But I think one of the positive things we can look forward to is I, I don't think we have SEC refs in the NCAA tournament. I think we'll have a different officiating crew. At least I, I pray to God that we have a different officiating crew because I'd like to see what other conferences can do because I just haven't been impressed with the SEC refs not just in Auburn games, but in really every soccer game overall. It just seems like they're a little bit lost out there and just not really a full grasp of what's going on in the games week to week. Yeah, a lot can be, say about, uh, can be said about SEC refs this season. Um, I'm sure that you and I could probably do a whole show about SEC refs and things we've seen this season uh, in soccer and other sports, and it's just been rough. Um, I don't necessarily fault the ref here i mean like i said it was a boom boom play and i i could be wrong i could have saw it wrong um but i do want to kind of give credit to sarah houchin she had a great match uh, that wasn't the only time she went down for a ball she went down for several others and uh, obviously the ref thought that she did those cleanly she played a great match she played really good defense obviously that's the only goal that florida got in during regular time so uh just kind of credit to her and how she played in this match she did a great job but the second big game changer was Florida player was the Florida player being sent off on a red card. She took uh, Bree Foles down and kind of did some extracurricular, as we call it there. Auburn was really able to be a lot more aggressive on and attack the Florida goal after that because you know Florida was playing with ten men and, or ten ladies instead of uh, the eleven that they should have had on the field. Uh, they were able to grab one more goal off the corner. Auburn was, and we saw Troutman. Uh, pretty much unmarked in the box so we kind of saw the uh that red card paying off for auburn there but auburn really had florida right where they wanted them when they were a player down and they just could not find another goal despite some really good opportunities yeah i mean you would you, it came at a good time it's only the 57th minute you think oh that's plenty enough time to capitalize on it ultimately we grabbed the equalizer but i think more could have been done with that i, I didn't think we attacked 
fully as we could. And sometimes that that ten percent advantage actually takes a toll. You you just you kind of mentally get into into your head a little bit. Um, some teams tend to play better with 10, 10 players, but I didn't think that was the case. I just think we just didn't press the issue as much as we should. Uh, but one thing I did notice, just on a side note real quick, and you can hop in on that if you want to, but I thought uh, Angeline Daly, I think she needs to be the one taking the corners from now on. Uh, Bree Folds and Tara Trout, Taylor Troutman have shared duties on that, but I think Daly delivers a really good set-piece ball, a really good dead ball. Uh, from wherever she's at, whether it's in the field or whether it's on corners. And I just think that was another example of a good delivery into the box. Yeah, you make a great point. I really hadn't thought about it until I was looking back to see actually who took the corner. Cause I didn't even realize who took the corner until I looked back, and it was Angeline Daly. And I said, well, that's interesting. But you make a great point about her on set pieces. She has been awesome on set pieces this season. And usually, like you said, you see Bree Folds out there, Taylor Troutman. Um, but it was just an interesting choice to put her out there. And obviously – I mean, she just found Taylor Troutman in space, and Taylor Troutman was able to get a good head on that ball and put it in the net. So, yeah, you make a good point. Uh, she should I, – I would like to see her maybe in this tournament taking some corners and uh, serving that ball in. Uh, when the game went to PKs, really even when it went to the double overtime, it's kind of the great equalizer because double overtime is a golden ball, so whoever grabs one first. It doesn't really matter if Florida is playing with 11 players or seven. It really comes down to the goalkeepers making the right choice and getting the block. This was Auburn's first PKs of the season, and we just did not perform very well. We saw Gianna Montini grab one for Auburn, but no one else was able to convert a goal. And Florida only grabbed two goals, uh, so they weren't you know, really world beaters at kicking the PKs either. But you have to grab more than one goal uh, to, to win in PKs. Yeah, I mean, you hate it because it's basically, I mean, it's not essentially a free throw in basketball where there's no one in front of you. You still got to beat the keeper, but ultimately you have acres of space to work with. And I mean, that's been something I talked about in soccer for a long time is changing up how penalty kicks are done because right now it, it's such a gimme of just put it on target and make the keeper make the mistake. And it we just didn't, didn't perform up to snuff. And, you know, you, you think – well, we, we got all the way to PKs. Let's go ahead and uh, finish this off. But ultimately, it was just – it was a disaster not just for Auburn but for Florida too. But Florida just had less of a disaster trying to shoot the PKs than we did. We You know, we didn't really go into uh, the PKs after double overtime this season, but we had plenty of PK chances, opportunities uh, this season. We see you – know, we saw Brie Folds take a lot of those this season and convert a lot of them I, she might have missed one this season. Uh, I don't really remember, but I know she converted a vast majority of them. Uh, do you think that just her taking the PKs this season, and usually you do have the one player take them, do you think that kind of hurt the other team here? I mean, the, the sorry, the rest of the, the players from Auburn that took PKs? Not, not really. I mean, I just think, I, I don't know. I, I'm from a stigma that I don't think PKs like should be that difficult of a thing. Uh, but for some players they really are I mean I guess if you're playing defense all year and you're not used to shooting at a goal or anything like that that can be uh awful daunting but ultimately for these midfielders and forwards you should know what it's like to put the ball in the back of the net Uh, and like it's easy for me to say this sitting here but I think PKs just from my playing time were one of the easiest things in the world for me Uh, it, it was just asking me to put the ball wherever I felt like and making someone else make a mistake and I think as a player, you always want to be in that situation. 
And it, it just wasn't Auburn's night. That's just kind of how the cookie crumbles sometimes. We have the added pressure also of it being the SEC tournament, and it's a win-or-go-home tournament. So uh, you know they were feeling that pressure, and you know the, all the eyes of Auburn and Florida were on them at that time. So uh, obviously that pressure was there, and uh, ultimately it was it was just really heartbreaking. It was a heartbreaking match, and I think Coach Hopper would agree with that. I think the players agree with that. Yeah, it was. But ultimately, like uh, I think there were some good things that came out of it because we we went out of the tournament on Sunday – did not knowing our fate, obviously we we were awarded an NCAA tournament berth today, but you automatically didn't see Coach Hopper quit. She immediately got back to work um, planning for this NCAA tournament, and she had no doubt in her mind that they would be making the NCAA tournament, and ultimately that's where we're at. So let's go ahead and hop into that. Today we found out the fate of Auburn. They will be facing the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I don't know if they're the Lady Golden Gophers or not. Uh, we're just going to stick with Golden Gophers, though. Uh, they are Lady Gophers, something, I don't know, but they are the Big Ten, and as Tyson pointed out in our uh, E2C live Facebook, or E2C Facebook group, uh, that you could call them the Big Ten, 12, 15, how many of our teams they have right now, because they're not really sticking to their namesake, but they defeated Penn State in double overtime on penalty kicks in the final this weekend. Uh, they come in with an 11-8-2 record, so pretty similar record there to Auburn. And really going into the end of their season, they they were kind of dragging in right there at the back end. They, they finished only with one win in their last four games before entering the tournament, giving up at least two goals in each of those games. And so this is a team that I think it actually fares pretty well for Auburn. They'll be hosting them this Friday at 3 p.m. at the Auburn Soccer Complex. So it's good that we can get this match on home soil. It's good that we're facing a team that seemingly seems to have had a season like we did. Maybe maybe not as good wins, but ultimately seems to kind of have the up and downs that we've had all season. Uh, coming in, they're, they're on high right now, beating Penn State on PKs, but they have to travel down to Auburn. I think this was actually a really good first draw, don't you think, Peter? Yeah, definitely. Just from them being from the Big Ten, I'm not trying to knock the Big Ten, but they are not the SEC. And Auburn saw a lot more competition. And we saw them playing up to competition this season. We, we talked about the in the Texas A&M match, the Vandy match. And so uh, just being – and then we were also really good at home. So being able to host, them having to travel down here, them just facing Big Ten competition – and us facing SEC competition, I think that really works in our favor. Yeah, and I mean, they, they definitely have some good players. Uh, you have April Bakken and Molly Fielder there. Uh, they're kind of the engines. Uh, Bakken's a senior forward there, already has 13 goals, five assists on the year. Uh, Fielder is a midfielder senior as well, three goals, eight assists. They don't score a lot of goals, though. They're, they have 29 goals for and 21 goals against this season. Uh, what do you think about that for Auburn going in? Well, I mean, our season's kind of been the, t the tale of two halves. You know, we had the non-conference where we just racked up a ton of goals, and then we had the the uh, the SEC where we just, when we won, we got the goals we needed, and when we lost, we, we didn't, you know. So, uh, I don't know, it's tough to tell. Um, my first initial thoughts is that, you know, they're going to be coming in as the hot hand. You know, they just got done playing. They won their tournament. That's how they actually got into the NCAA tournament as the automatic bid there, having won their tournament. Um, so, and then, but we're coming in with the rest, as you said, uh, having, you know, 
been out since last Sunday. We've been able to just rest and practice and do what we need to do to plan for this tournament and really prepare our minds. You know, they're coming off a tournament. We've been able to sit back and prepare our minds mentally for being a first round. Uh, I was really impressed by Coach Hoppe's optimism, saying that we were going to be a first, you know, that we were going to be in this first round, and like you said, getting them ready, practicing, preparing, like we we're going to be there. Uh, it was like Coach Hoppe knew, you know. Yeah, I mean, Coach Hoppe for sure knew. Just want to really shout her out for that. I thought that was really good. I think another kind of key thing, just as we break down this game, we're going to go a little bit deeper into this Minnesota game than we did some of our other games, just because it's win or go home. And so ultimately we're, we're going to dig deep into this game. So Minnesota averages about 11 shots a game, gives up nine shots a game, but Auburn on the other hand really has fired heavy this year, shooting a whopping 17.3 shots a game, only giving up 11.6 shots a game. What do you think for a defense that's already giving up a decently high number of shots a game in Minnesota about Auburn coming in there and really, well, they're coming to us, but Auburn really getting in front of goal, getting getting shots off. What do you think about that? I feel good about it. You know, one of the reasons why we were able to get so many shots off this season is because we have so many, you know, so many people to shoot. We talked about that Hydra. You know, we still have that Hydra. We still have uh, multiple people that can score and have scored this season. Again, we're seeing we saw Gianna Montini score in the last regular season match. Uh, so and then Taylor Troutman also that uh, we haven't seen a lot of goals from them this season, but we're still seeing them score. So we're seeing these goals come from all these different directions and Minnesota is going to have to prepare for that. So I really like our chances uh, of getting goals in the net or at least getting shots on goal. Yeah. And it seems uh, just another thing I'm looking at. And I think our defense can maybe, maybe take advantage of is it seems like Minnesota gets a lot of offsides. They, they average about three or four a game, which maybe doesn't seem like much, but in the pace of, college soccer offsides aren't aren't a thing that you accumulate a lot unless you're Auburn against Texas A&M but it just seems like a, a team that's giving up 40 or going offsides 40 times a game or not 40 times a game but 40 times already this season may have a struggle of going offsides a little more often in some of these high pressure situations so I think that's an area definitely that Auburn defense can exploit uh, just taking that extra step up and just catching them off sides and on some plays. I got really excited when you said 40 off sides a game. <laughs> I was really hoping that was a, a real stat because there's no way they're going to score on us if they're going off sides 40, 40 times a game. But, uh, you know, Auburn got called for a lot of off sides this season. And I blame that a lot on the SEC refs. So as long as we don't have SEC refs, or maybe if we do have SEC refs, maybe they'll call them off sides 40 times a game, you know, uh, but, you know, we didn't. We, we did not have that many offsides, as many as they did. As you know, we, I'm sure we didn't have 40, even though it felt like we had a ton because they felt like they were calling Jesse Drow off all the time. Uh, but that, is, that stat does definitely work in our favor. Yeah, and, I mean, I think, I think that's – I wish it was 40 offsides a game, but ultimately we were not blessed to have that. Uh, but this is a team that, that almost reaches double-digit fouls a game too. So I think – we're just kind of looking at all the stats here, just trying to break them down and just trying to figure out. I, it just seems like this is a team that I, I'm going to reiterate. I think it was a wonderful draw for Auburn. Uh, we were a little nervous there because Auburn was the last uh, bracket to be revealed, and they revealed the first three pretty quickly, and there was just kind of a holdup for that last bracket. So there, there was 
there's a collective holding our breath from the Auburn faithful, but ultimately we were able to get in the tournament. So I, I think this is a wonderful first matchup um, there for Auburn. This team is this team that we're facing is they do pretty well on the road, five two one um, in all games away. They actually struggle at home, so that seems a little bit odd. So that may be maybe advantage there for Minnesota coming in this game, but I I ultimately think this is going to be an Auburn victory. What about you, Peter? Uh, I'm pulling for an Auburn victory again. I'm not going to give them an L before they earn an L, but uh, you know we we saw Hofstra last year, first round against Hofstra, and uh, we got a talented team this year. So uh, we advanced to the second round last season. I think we're going to do it again this season. Yeah, I'm hoping we advance to the second round. Uh, just looking forward. Our second round matchup would most likely be the UCLA Bruins traveling out there to the West Coast, visiting our old buddy Alcatero out there in LA. They, I mean, I'm not booking UCLA for the second round. They may very well lose their opening game. Anything can happen. Just depends on how the ball bounces. But just something to look forward to. I, I like going out to the West Coast. We in the NCAA tournament that hasn't been our best place, but ultimately they always seem like fun games. When we faced USC uh, two years ago, I thought that was a pretty fun game to watch. Uh, ultimately Auburn came up on the, on the bad end of that, but I, I enjoy when we go out to the West coast. Those just seem to f- be fun games. Well, I mean, now that you've talked about going out to the West coast and, and playing UCLA, I think we definitely beat Minnesota because we keep taking trips out to the West Coast. We did that the last two post-seasons. And actually, we've already taken a trip out to the West Coast this season, playing Long Beach State and Cal State Fullerton. So uh, we've already got that California trip under our belt this season, so maybe that'll help us, uh, having been out there and familiarizing ourselves with the trip and, and getting over uh, the, the travel and, and playing uh, two good games. It's like Coach Hoppe had foreknowledge of what was coming because she scheduled this this West coast trip thinking, you know, I think I'm going to end up playing UCLA in the second round, of the NCAA tournament this year. So we need to get that, those California legs under our belt. Uh, who, who knows? Coach Hoppe is a magician and we love her here at the E2C network. It but, pretty, it's a pretty easy guess when we play USC two years ago and Stanford last year and had to travel out for the West coast for the tournament both times. Uh, you know, it's going to be SEC, ACC, or Pac-10, so you got a pretty good chance of traveling out to the West Coast to play. Yeah, um, so, I mean, I, I think it's wonderful that Auburn got in the tournament. Peter and I are both thinking this was a great first-round draw. Ultimately, go out and support this team at the Auburn Soccer Complex 3 p.m. on Friday. I know that that's kind of an early afternoon game. Some people may not be off for that. Uh, definitely catch it on television if you can. I'd imagine that's going to be on the SEC network, uh, but we'll double check and just keep in tune with the E2C network social medias, and we'll definitely get that out to you or the Auburn soccer social media. That would be a good place to check that as well. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this matchup. If you can get out to the, to the Auburn soccer complex, uh, the American Outlaws Auburn chapter already has noted that they're going to be out there in force. So, should have a good home field advantage with them chipping in. Peter, you got anything to add before we kick out of here? Beat the Lady Gophers. Beat the Lady Gophers. So we have officially named them the Lady Gophers. They're the Golden Gophers. Please send any legal suits to Kyle at E2C Network. He'll definitely take care of those. We don't deal with any of that stuff. But for this time on Stoppage Time, where can they where can they visit you at, Peter? You can find me on Twitter at 
Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y. Or you can find me on the E2C Network Discussions page on Facebook. Uh, hit me up and let's chat it up. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop, H-O-O-P-0-2 on Twitter. I'm also around the E2C boards. Uh, definitely hook up with both of those. Follow us on Twitter. Interact with us during the game. We love that. But until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?